Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Michael Rowley, CEO of Group 10 Metals. They're TSXV listed explorer with assets in Canada and also the US. The two Canadian assets have got no book value. They've spent some time, money and effort trying to develop a polymetallic story. Uh, haven't been able to catch the eye or attention of anyone to step in on some kind of earning basis or M&A. They are spending their time on Stillwater. It's a huge land bank. They've got three million bucks. They feel they can raise more money through options by the end of this year. And if so, that'll take them through to the end of their plan, uh, which is to produce a resource by the end of this year. Lots of work to do, huge land bank, it's early days, they've got a lot of work on their plate. Um, We shall watch them with interest. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Michael, how are you doing, sir? Thank you. Glad to be here. Good to see you. Good, yep, thanks for joining us. Uh, another news story for me and the viewers and subscribers uh, to Crux Investor. So thanks very much for coming on. Can we kick off with the one minute overview of the company and then we'll pick it up from there? Yeah, Group 10 is a uh, pre-resource uh, growth stage exploration company. We have 100% interests and in fact, generally 100% ownership in three district scale assets. Um, And the flagship, of course, and and the focus of our conversation today is Stillwater West asset in Montana. So we're in the highest grade palladium platinum district in the world, and we had joined the largest mines of their type outside of South Africa and Russia. And we're the first to systematically go after the Platte Reef model there, which um, we can get into in our conversation. Uh, The key point is that we have mineralized zones there that we're now advancing towards our maiden resources on that property. We also have in Ontario a high grade gold project that adjoins Treasury and um, First Mining's Golden Project, and that was in the news yesterday. We can touch on that. And in the Yukon, we have the Kluwani PGE Nickel Copper Project that adjoins one of the largest undeveloped uh, projects, deposits of its type. Okay, brilliant. Great summary. Thanks for that. Um, we will start off trying to understand what the original business plan was. So how long have you been going, or how long have you been involved with this project, and how, you know, how long has Group 10 been at what it is today. If you could describe the business model, has it changed, had to change, um, you know, and what are you trying to work to? Sure, well, I co-founded the company in 2007 and I've been with it since day one. In 2012, we started acquiring the ground in Ontario and we consolidated a district there. And that of course is in bear market conditions. 2015, we turned our attention to the Yukon and to the nickel copper PGE space, so magmatic rocks and we built a district scale position there. In 2017, this spectacular opportunity came along in the Stillwater complex, um, and we couldn't turn that down. Um, and that has become our flagship based on the database and uh, our drill results uh, last year in the complex. So the, the, the business plan here is the value add. In each case, district scale project, uh, terrific database, add the right people and uh, de-risk it, add value. And certainly at Stillwater, in all those projects, particularly Stillwater, we see the potential to add a lot of value quickly. Okay, so you've got a lot of moving parts there. You're 30 million Canadian market cap. You've got, looking at your latest presentation, about 3 million bucks. How do you you work out what to focus on? Because you can't do everything with 3 million bucks or 30 million market cap. Well, two-part answer. First is that there's a lot of value in those non-core assets. 
that uh, as the market turns here, we're getting increasing expressions of interest in particularly Black Lake Drayton, uh, given the news yesterday that Treasury and First Mining are gonna bring Goldland and Goliath together, our neighbors, also in the Kluane. But the key point really is the focus on Stillwater and uh, debut those resources there, the three big ones at the three most advanced target areas where we have past drilling plus our drilling last year that'll give us a quick leg up. Then we can get into the broader 25 kilometer package and go after some of the earlier stage targets. Okay, why haven't you monetized some of the kind of non-core, non-focus assets already? Because it's it's surely that would be a, a nice quick way to actually allow you to finance what you're focusing on or you want to focus on. Uh, the appetite generally hasn't been there. It's it's only increased in the past two years and certainly in the past six months. Uh, you know, in the bear market cycle, these these mineral claims are liabilities to bigger companies and they drop them. It costs money to hold them. They focus on their dividends and, and, and keeping their shareholders happy and producing. And this ground is dropped and that's how Stillwater came available. That's how all these assets came available. Um, it costs money to hold them and advance them through the bear market. And then suddenly everybody wants them and everybody wants to join the mining party. And these things are worth multiples of what they were in the bear market. And that's what we're about. So um, those non-core assets are now getting a lot of attention, particularly Ontario. And uh, we're finally getting interest that is in the right order of magnitude. We're also at a point where we own them 100% and it doesn't cost us a lot to hold them. Um, so we'll do the right deals at the right time um, on the Canadian assets uh, and focus on Stillwater. Okay, so do you think your model has changed? I mean, obviously, since you didn't really start acquiring stuff until 2012. Been around since 2007, but 2012 started acquiring. The idea, I guess, is not just a case of land banking, but land banking and adding value. Um, do you feel you've been able to add value to those assets and it really is just down to the market or have you not been able to find what you thought you might be able to find with, with that strategy? No, we've been careful with each acquisition. Um, I go into districts, the team goes into districts with a lot of care and strategy. Um, in each case, we go for district scale, 100% ownership that would interest a major and that is ultimately the payday, right? We add a lot of value, um, multiples, and then hand it off to somebody who actually builds a mine. Um, it might be a major, in the case of Ontario, it might be our neighbors, um, but that's what the junior space does. We de-risk and, um, and add value. It, it has worked in each of those cases. All those assets are worth much more than they were uh, fragmented. And then also us bringing together a database, doing intelligent ground programs, strategic where necessary, but adding value. Well, you're adding value on paper, but you haven't been able to monetize it, and it can't just be down to the market. So what else do you need to do? How much more money do you need to spend, and what else do you need to do on those land packages to get them in a state which you think will be market-ready, i.e. something that people would want to get into a data room and talk about? We, we did monetize the first asset. Our listing asset was a past-producing mine in BC, and we sold that off to a group that is working towards production. We did receive a royalty payment, and we are um owed additional royalty payments per that deal um they have been slow coming uh due to the bear market uh so the model does work and it's worked elsewhere um in terms of what we've done we've taken holdings that were fragmented and added value just by bringing them together but then our work compiling the database and taking a more regional look at the geology and identifying the drill targets and where the value is and where the possible deposits are 
Um, that's really the key in that regard. Frankly, the properties would appreciate on their own if we did nothing. Um, but our objective is to aim much higher at Stillwater in particular. Um, tens of millions of dollars of data came in with the project and we compiled that. And then we added 12,000 meters of physical core that we were able to reunite with the project. And then we bring in this thinking from South Africa, this, this Platte Reef model that had never been systematically gone after in Stillwater. And that's what's attracted the majors to us, is like, the size potential. When you say attracted the majors to you, in what way? Uh, if you'd been at our core shack in 2019 in Vancouver, you would have seen basically every major that's relevant uh, to the space. Um, we, we got attention just for having the Stillwater name and having core on display. This year in 2020, also in Vancouver, we were able to display our own core. We drilled ourselves at two of the most advanced target areas, and that got further attention. So this Stillwater has the potential for the kind of scale they're looking for. They've been clear that they cannot find a multi-decade potential mine life in a jurisdiction that they like. Um, there's a very short list of, of possible okay. projects. Beautiful. Do you mind, do you mind if we, we come back to that? Because that's the kind of like the, the, the focus. I think that's the, the, the potentially your golden goose. But I just want to, I want to be able to address some of the other things and park those up um, for now. So if I look at that, that first asset, which you then I presumably farmed out or someone earned, earned into, you said that you got a royalty on that and they owe you some money. So how much money are we talking about, first of all? Are you still owed on that first? project? Uh, nothing is owed because the next payments are tied to them getting an underground mining permit and they have not done that. Okay, um, so they are working on it. They have been working on it for a while. Uh, that's all disclosed in our financials. Um, got it. Got it. And we do have a back in right there as well. Um, so that no, really has been a victim of the markets, I think. It's a good project. Okay, but, so there's no, no cash imminent there. And it's, um, so tell me, what is, what's the company standing? Are they, are they you know, reasonably cashed up themselves or is this another junior? hoping to find pay dirt? Uh, frankly, they're not even a junior yet. They're a private group. They're credible, uh, but they have not got their listing yet. Right, okay. So, um, I'm not really counting on that, and I'm not suggesting to shareholders that that's forthcoming. Great, thank you. Thanks, that's where I was going with yeah. that one. And then, so if you look at that model, is that because of the way that worked out, is that a model that you would hope to replicate with everything except for Stillwater? Uh, well, I think we could do a lot better in, in the Yukon and, and in Ontario. The targets are much larger, right. um, district scale. And they've already attracted the attention of, of majors in all three projects. So um, that's that's the magic of going bigger than we did in BC. Right. But tell me what that means. So everyone tells me the majors are attracted. The majors, you know, it, it, it's they're talking to us. We're having conversations. But that doesn't convert into cash, or it doesn't convert into earnings, or deals, or buyouts, or whatever. So. What do you need to do with each of those to actually move those conversations from interested to monetizing or creating some sort of creative value for your shareholders? Right. Well, in each case, um, it is consolidate that land position, then consolidate the database and get some good minds around it, probably some new thinking, and unlock the value okay. and do that in an improving market. Um, you know, uh, the market's been against us for the past five or eight years. Um, it has not been the time to do big programs. Uh, really, that effort would have been wasted to a considerable degree. It's the time to consolidate good positions and do smart programs that uh, uh, pave the way and present the targets, prove up targets okay. and potential. I don't know what it means. Tell me what it means, because I'm, I'm intrigued the way the companies think about how they go about trying to create value for something. Because normally, if something isn't working somewhere under the 
the, you, you talked about new thinking. They would park them up, flip them, on, and move on. And you, you sort of have done with, with, with Stillwater, but you're, you're talking the language of still wanting to create some value there. But that's going to take time and money. Are, is that time and money happening now as we speak, or are you, are you parking them up and you'll come back to them? Yeah, on the Canadian assets, uh, much less spend. Um, it's not our focus. Our focus very much is just uh, add enough value, show the way, and, and move them out the door at a nice profit, at a good return to shareholders. Stillwater is a different animal. We have half of a fabulous district, terrific database, and we're bringing in this new thinking from South Africa. So yeah. that makes a good example. In the past, the ground was held by Stillwater Mining. Actually, before that, Amex, and they did very good work drilling for nickel and copper uh, in the 60s and 70s. They didn't find the 1% nickel they were looking for. They found sort of 0.4, 0.3 nickel, but that's plat reef grade nickel. They didn't assay for PGEs generally, in fact, very sporadically. So we're the first to sort of bring all that together and look at this new model. In the 90s, that ground is owned by Stillwater, and uh, they were focused on the JM reef and production. They dropped it when staking laws changed in 94. In late 90s, the juniors picked it up. And in fact, key members of my team worked with those juniors. And they did some good work. But ultimately, the, grand, the ground was fragmented. They had different focuses. And they operated within what they could raise on any given right. year. So they added a lot of value to the database. In fact, they did the kind of airborne geophysical survey. You asked earlier what adds value. Geophysics is a fabulous thing to do. You see through the rocks across tens of kilometers, and you can really start to map targets. And that's a key value add for any junior. Okay. Um, they did they did work like that, but ultimately they chased reef type targets and ran out of gas. There was a bankruptcy, and uh, the vendor, our vendor, who was their geophysicist actually, staked the best parts of the ground in 2013 and uh, set about looking for a partner, and thankfully found us. So we then added an enormous amount of claims around it. We we staked and announced in 2017, I think 280 claims, 282 and promptly doubled that over the next six months and year as we got into the data. So um, okay. we keep finding more and more at Stillwater. Beautiful. And, and, um, and I promise you, I do yeah. want to talk about it in great detail, but I, I need to park up the Canadian stuff from what you said, okay? Be, because, okay, we need to, let's, let's get these out of the way because um, I want people to understand where you focus. Because you do talk about the Canadian assets, right? So you've just said to me, you know, we're not going to spend anything. We're not going to talk about it. But you do talk about it in here. So let's, 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 let's cover it and move on. So you're not going to spend any money or the time right now because your focus is within Stillwater, which I understand. But what, what, do you, what do you think it's going to take for someone to knock at your door and say, hey, can we have a look at this? How much more money are you going to need to spend, it, whether it be now or later, to get it in a condition and therefore perhaps a valuation where you're going to be able to create some value for this. But like, so let me ask you, how much value of your 30 million market cap do you attribute to your, Can your Canadian assets today? I don't, I don't think we're getting any recognition significant, Got Got possibly it. a small amount for Ontario. Um, to answer your question, we've done a good job in the past few years compiling the database and paving the way for targets. We've got interest in in both assets, Kiwane and Ontario, um, really we could spend nothing more on either one. Okay. They do have claim maintenance requirements. You know, uh, actually they're they're paid up very nicely in the Yukon right now. In Ontario, that's maybe two hundred thousand dollars a year. It's not much. Right. Um, 
that's understood. Uh, you will see, yeah, you will see modest programs in, at both projects this year. But, but nothing, nothing, um, nothing, but nothing meaningful. Nothing, nothing meaningful because you, the market. You're saying to me, market conditions say that there's no point right now. We just need to focus on our the money we have today on what we think is going to create the unleash the biggest value for shareholders, and that's that's still water, right? So I think, okay, that, that's dealt with it. So we, we're, we're going to park those up. We're attributing no value. We're not really attributing much cash spend or requirement on the Canadian assets. We're going to focus on the US of A. Um, so, let, so let's get into it. So it, it is highly prospective. Um, you've got a lot of data. You've added to that data. So let's, let's talk about what you think is in the, sorry, not what you think. What do you know about what's under the ground today? Uh, and then what do you, what's, what's the plans with the three million bucks that you've got? Right. Well, uh, the focus has to be on the five most advanced areas at Stillwater. It's a huge and prospective project. It's, it's all mineralized. Our key is to find the portions tens to hundreds of meters thick that are really economic. And we're doing that. Um, and it's there. We proved that last year. Um, so the key is to focus on those five most uh, most drilled zones where we have drill defined uh, mineralization and we've listed those in our presentation of those three of those are the most advanced and those are the ones we're working to advance to resources this year and that'll be a key milestone for the company revaluing around those resources the fourth one uh on that list i think just moved up in priority given um, the news uh, on friday last week the uh, the pine high grade uh, gold zone um, we have a new understanding there, and that opens up the gold potential of the Stillwater complex uh, very nicely. Um, and this is very new stuff. It ties into a, a high-grade gold occurrence that we've identified um, nine kilometers away on the HDR in, in the magmatic uh, rocks. So that's quite a breakthrough for us. The, the high-grade gold is now not only in that, that shear zone. It's not limited to that. Uh, we've got a new understanding of the genesis of that. And, and possible occurrences. We also have um, a suite of minerals that go with it that help us identify that and will help us target it. So Pine has moved up the priority list. Okay, Sorry, that's a long answer. But no, I don't mind. I love, love the detail. So what you've got there, you, you've got a, again, big land bank. It's polymetallic. You're going after a lot of different mineralizations. You've spotted some anomalies, and you, you, but you've still got three million bucks. Okay, so again, given the size, th this for most people would be a company, right? Let alone whatever, everything else you've got in your portfolio. So um, how do you focus your time and your money with what you, what you know today? Because again, you've got, you talked about four targets there, which is a lot. So what are you gonna do? Uh, revalue the company around those resources. Uh, that'd be a key uh, milestone. Raise money at higher prices, do bigger programs. Uh, we see a lot of, uh, of value that we can add at Stillwater um, this year, next year, following year, um, as we as we build it out and expand it. Uh, once we've established those resources at those three primary areas, um, there are conductive highs beside them that are untested that we know are, are carrying mineralization. So you know, expand from there. Um, at some point, bring a bigger partner in. Uh, okay, but we'll do that at the right time. Okay, now we're getting to it. Now we're getting to it. Okay, so polymetallic, limited budget. You've been at it some time. You've had some other projects which you've not kind of got over the line. Okay, we talked about one which 
you've got a royalty on, et cetera, but you haven't got things over the line. So do you think that the market is nervous about your team's ability to get Stillwater over the line? Do you know what you're doing? Are you going to be able to bring money in? Oh, we definitely could bring money in. We have $4.7 million in warrants that are in the money right now. Um, and uh, that that would add substantially uh, to this year's budget. Okay. Um, and part of what we're doing internally right now, deciding and finalizing our plans for the year, is, is seeing the rate at which those come in. So um, that and a number of big conversations we have underway will inform what we announce in the next month or two. Okay, so that's the money. Do you know what you're doing? What are you going to do next with, with the money you've got and the money potentially that's coming in? How do you get this to a point where you can show the market you are creating value, which can be monetized, so you can get a strategic partner in, so you can move something along? Well, we've already got their interest. Um, so it's a question of, of um, I, I think, frankly, we could do a deal um, basically anytime. It's a question of what deal. Um, we see a lot of value that we can add first. Um, you know, with this database that we've got and the, the fact that we're permitted now on, on 50 sites for five years, uh, the stage is set to, to really go after this. Um, last year, we operated from, from previous drill pads and using past drill core. So even the fresh core was drilled from, from past sites. This year, we're wide open to go after that flat reef model and those conductive highs that are untested. So there's a lot to be done here, even at those most advanced areas before we get into the the, the, um, the newer areas. Um, and we see a way to do that. Okay. Um, with the money we have, um, we can deliver on our key objectives for this year, uh, no matter what. Okay, so run through the key objectives for me, please. Well, delivering those resources. Okay. Uh, revaluing the company around, around uh, our maiden, uh, resources uh from there it's just how much exploration do we do in the field and uh, we're finalizing that right now and we look forward to announcing that in the coming weeks okay and so do you feel that that's a narrow enough focus for you or again because there's a lot of, there's a lot of land bank there's a lot of moving parts still there so do you think as a, as a team you've got the ability to kind of focus in on it like so so if you run me through the tip who here has done it before who has created value before by doing something similar yeah well that, that's a that's a very good i should have gone there in the first place uh greg johnson chair you know he took nova gold from 10 cents a share to, to 2 billion market cap uh, our chief geologist dr craig bow um, was underground at stillwater in the 80s and uh, has since been to bushfeld and, and finland and all these other great um, magmatic occurrences similar systems we're glad to bring him back to stillwater uh, Dr. David Broughton of Ivanhoe joined our team in 2018, and that was a huge stamp of validation. And to get his insight, he's, of course, credited as co-discovering the flat reef for Ivanhoe in South Africa. So that brought a terrific cross-pollination and, and insight um, to our work. And then we've uh, we've brought in three members of the teams, the juniors that did the work, um, gave us a lot of our database, um, including the QP. So that core that we have is not historic we have the core we have the qp um and the vendor justin modru is is one of those as well um so we've got that uh we've, we've built a truly world-class team around this with terrific history at stillwater literally decades um and then with with experience from from bushveld and other districts that we're drawing parallels to okay there's a lot of names there's some really big names you just mentioned a few of them um 
who's actually active and who's just at the end of a phone for some advice? Uh, the entire Montana team, including Craig, um, I talk to at least weekly. Um, in fact, more often, several times a week. And Greg and I talk daily. Right. Um, we're, you know, yeah, no, it's it's a very active team. We're very engaged, and Stillwater is very much the focus. Okay, how much does the management hold in in terms of a, a percentage of the company? Twenty nine percent. That's meaningful. Yeah, no, it's 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 the way it should be. We wrote checks for those shares. Um, and the institutional ownership is now 20% and climbing. Um, we've seen that grow nicely in the past few years. And the, the balance of that is between retail and um, high net worth, some funds, uh, sorry, they're under institutional, high net worth in Europe and um, Canada and Australia and America. And has that, has that been a sort of growing institutional uh, number or has, have people dropped out along the way? No, no, it, it's, it's growing very nicely. Yeah, we're, uh, we just added Sprott Asset and uh, some other funds out of Toronto last year, U.S. Global before that, um, off the top of my head. Uh, it's been good to see. And it reflects the, the strategic approach that we're taking and the quality of the assets in the team. Okay. And you obviously you had a bit of a dip like everyone else. You, you were going places last year, a bit of a dip in March like everyone. Um, we followed the palladium price there and, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> up yeah. and then down, but we've regained nicely, you know, and sitting as we are today at 26, 26 and a half cents, yeah. all those warrants are in the money. Um, and shareholders are engaged and excited. Um, I get a lot of positive feedback, good questions, um, from email and various channels. Like what? It's been fun, frankly, uh, exactly the questions you're asking. Really? You know, oh, that's, um, that's disturbing. Generally, the, generally the question is is <laughs> how how is this possible that that a junior came to own half of this district, and that your neighbor was bought for two point two billion U.S. Um, you know, and it's well, that's not quite my question. It's a story my, my, of opportunity. That's not quite my question. My, my my question has been I I I know what you got because it's it's all over your presentation. It, it's vast. You're talking about the district wide thing. What my question is, given you've not demonstrated since 2007 the ability to monetize it, my question to you is, how, what's the strategy you need to employ? To make this work, you know, to you know, not have to do comparisons to your neighbor who is, you know, m you know, multiples more valuable than you. What are you, what are you going to do to ensure that you're like your neighbor? You don't have to do the comparison because you, you've actually gone through the steps and shown the market that you've got the ability to go through the steps because you know what you're doing. That's that's what I've been trying to get at. So it's slightly different having it. Is a liability. I think you said it earlier as well. You know, it's it's a, just an overhead, right? How do you move it from an overhead and a liability into actually something valuable? Otherwise, it's just land. Yeah. Well, you show that potential, and the market has to be um, willing to pay for that potential, and that has not been there for the past five or eight years. These claims are being dropped generally um, until perhaps 2018. You know, the phone started to ring again finally. Uh, 2015, I'm phoning people and trying to interest them in my projects. And they're saying, gosh, that looks good, but we're not writing any checks for that. Um, now, suddenly, the generalists are coming back to the space. You know, I toured through Florida uh, late last year. A lot of real estate money came out to to hear me present. And they don't understand mining. And they, don't, they, they need to be to educated. That's excellent. That's what we want to do. 
we explain to them how this works and where the value add is. Um, and that's what we want to see. That's happening now. It's only accelerated. A lot of money coming back into the space and, um, and much greater interest in assets like these. So companies, uh, Group 10, and also my sibling companies in the metallic group, we, we do that same approach across all three companies. Um, that will pay off um, even if we did nothing to explore the ground. Just consolidating the position and having 100% interest um, is significant. Um, the mining the mining game has been likened to having a party in a room by yourself and you're hearing the bigger party going on in the room beside you um, and then very suddenly everybody wants to join your party and the doorway is only so big so um, that's we've clearly come off bottom now gold is leading the way silver platform are following and uh, I think we're at the beginning of a spectacular bull run here we, and the appetite for these projects will go up accordingly. We potentially, um, we are on a gold run, but potentially they'll go up. That was forward looking. That was a bit forward looking, <laughs> but but it, it kind of brings on to the the, nub, the rub of this, right? It's a polymetallic. Polymetallics, basically, by definition, there's lots of different mineralization. You've got to work out the focus of what you're able to economically get out of the ground into hopefully a positive market, right? And, you know, what's your sense of the time frame with which you're going to be able to start giving some clues as to the economics? Because it's not just about hitting mineralization or the occasional, you know, high grade. It's about being able to do it, do it in a meaningful way where you can start to intimate or, you know, uh, get a sense of the economics around this thing. So, you know, that, that, that's always been the, the rub, hasn't it, with, I, I think, you know, polymetallic type situations. So... What's your what's your sense of the time frame in which you're going to sort of drive towards that point? Well, again, we're blessed with the database, and we're not. It's not a greenfields project in the middle of nowhere. Three operating mines next door, and terrific data. So that includes um, some really good metallurgical work by Amax in particular in the 1970s. Um, they did a couple of waves of um, met, met testing at the camp zone, um, one of our three primary areas. And the, the stuff floats nicely. The nickel and copper report, the PGM, you know, they, they were able to make a saleable, preliminary terms, saleable PGE concentrate using the, the flotation technology of the day. All preliminary, but very good indications that the nickel is in the right place, the PGEs are recoverable, and that um, this could process fine in, in conventional methods. So that's, that's a terrific um, starting point. When we report our drill results, we always apply a virtual mining exercise to that. So you see it in our presentation of the Iron Mountain, the Chrome Mountain results. We're always doing cutoff grades. Um, so we apply in the Iron Mountain ones, for example, half gram platinum equivalent cutoff to get those long intervals. And then we go to a one and a half gram to show what a more selective mining scenario might look like. And this is all very early stage arm waving stuff, but you're absolutely right. You need to shine a light down those pathways and just make sure there's no large obstacles there. Yeah. Um, we're doing that. Um, and to have somebody mining just a couple of hundred meters to the north of you um, already is is even better in the same um, it, geologic system. It's good, but that, let's not go to neurology. Let's, let's come back to the question, which is what do you think the time frame is when you're gonna be able to talk to people about what you know, not what I say, no arm waving, just what, what do you know? So are you mapping out the next 12 months, the 18th, when, when do you start coming to the market with something around 
you know, being able to identify this sort of scale of what you're looking at here? Well, we'll get those starting resources out first, and that would be this year. We, we've we've committed, we, we expect to do that within 2020, and that seems reasonable from everything we know right now. We'll also summarize that past metallurgical work in an upcoming news release. I think that's important. Um, anybody who's knowledgeable to space asks those questions. Um, this, you know, nickel, PGMs, that's one of the core concerns. And we have this, this data to stand on. Um, beyond that, it's expand the resources and get into these new target areas. And the fact that the soil anomalies and the geophysics that we're seeing in these new areas uh, correspond directly to these advanced areas, um, we know that these are very likely running with good mineralization. That becomes a question of focus and how quickly you can grow this out. And that comes back to starting with those known mineralized, drill-defined mineralization we have now 210 holes in the database, over 30,000 meters of data, and nearly 14,000 meters of physical core. So there's a good amount for us to build on in terms of getting that initial uh, valuation and then growing from there. Right. Do you run a tight ship? How do you pay? How do you pay your people? Are they, are they mainly um, options warrants? Is that the is that the way forward? Uh, salary, but contract. Um, we basically have no employees. That's typical for a junior. We share an office. Um, in fact, there's a total of four companies in our office. Three of them are the metallic group companies, metallic minerals and Grand Creek copper and us. Um, so terrific cost savings there. The, the geologists are all contract. Um, the Montana team thankfully lives in Red Lodge uh, generally and certainly in the US. So that's helped us in these recent times. We were able to continue full steam basically um, through the past few months um, and yes all contract okay with with option incentives um, uh, for upside and to reduce wages okay what's your passing word to uh, existing or long-suffering shareholders more to come yeah uh, we have we're blessed with a lot of news flow um, and uh, you'll see that continue to roll out I think we uh, we owe the market an update on our Ontario asset in light of in light of the news uh, just yesterday about Goldland and Goliath getting together. These are our neighbors, more than three million ounces in the district. We need to remind people that we have the 30 kilometers of strike, 127 holes in the database that adjoin them, all in the same system. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll get that out. Um, Montana, yeah, news still to flow, news still to come on Stillwater. Um, our plans for the year. Uh, we have some rhodium results that uh, they're quite fun. Not many people can talk about uh, a rhodium component in their uh, in their suite, uh, and some other things we're working on as well that I think will be a surprise. Okay, well maybe say let's save that for next time. Thank you so much, uh, Michael. That was fantastic. Run through new to us. Um, you got a lot on your plate there. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you um, if there's something something happening. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. Let us know what's going on. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and, of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.